Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. The first four hours were simply in a moose-bouche. I'm stuffed. I can't remember the last time I ate this much. Show you the one on dessert? Not for me. Good. Your table is ready for Carmen in Lima's emerging podcast scene. We're brought to you by Xten. Lima, go ahead and talk. What's up, Kelly? Yeah. Podcast time. Here we go. From the Forest City in downtown Cleveland, Ohio. We're here. Brought to you by Xten Technologies. X-T-E-N-D-A-V dot com. You're in a good mood. What's going on? You're in a really good mood. He had a pastry. Yeah, you, know you, got, you had a donut, you bastard, what and you a, didn't even bring me one. What a miraculous turnaround. Who knew? We should bring you one donut every Tuesday oh and Thursday, God. and you'll be in a great mood. And watch me balloon up. You're not fat. Uh, I'm feeling like it. Good, I'm glad. You should feel what, what I'm feeling. I didn't want to say anything little, to you, but... Some of the jeans get a little tighter. Must be nice. Must be nice to not be fat. No, here's why it's not nice. <sighs> You're not fat. Uh... And maybe this is a self-hating thing. I don't know. You are a self-hating person. But here, here's the issue. <sighs> First of and all. Jeff, you know, <sighs> Jeff, it's just. I've never Jeff, had. Don't do that. <sighs> I've never. I've said Jeff, this before. I've never had a robust chest. So what does that mean? If you <laughs> robust. Don't, if you don't have a robust chest, no, ma- no, chest, no matter how many pec exercises I committed myself to, no matter how much I tried to work my core and try to strengthen, no matter how many push-ups, whether inverted or whatever, no matter what I did, the flies. You know I love the butterflies, Kenny. No matter what I would attempt to do, I could not grow the chest. I was on creatine, protein back in the day. I'd gain weight. It'd be water weight. It'd be gone the minute I'd go to the bathroom. Yeah. I just was not able to maintain it, and I never built I, My shoulders, I was able to grow. My arms was able to grow. Just never my chest. And so here's how I suffered. I had to be a skinny guy that anytime I was bloated, it would look like I had a bit of a stomach. And you can't be a skinny guy and have a stomach. No. You can't. And so I would work on my posture trying to walk around with my chest out, not because I was trying to look tough. God, you probably looked ridiculous. I do look ridiculous on a daily basis. And I would it would really bother me. This is like after college and whatever. And then I started getting into cardio and running more. And then I kind of took care of it, but it was really hard. Now I feel like in my forties, I'm going to turn into skinny fat guy. Now that I have a child, I hope so. And skinny fat guy to me is the worst. I'd rather be fat, fat guy where you're proportional and your, your clothes, they lay out your shirt lays out in a way that, yeah, you might have a gut, but because you also have, you know, some dough up top, the shirt is going to lay down in a way that you're not going you to see a guy. I am going to be skinny fat guy where my shirt is going to lay down like I'm skinny 
and then go out oh. down in the gut well, area, the problem, which is not good. The problem with being skinny fat guy is you still have to buy a much bigger than the top proportion shirt, mm -hmm. right? So your sleeves are very loose. Oh, and it's embarrassing. Hang down to your elbows, and they shouldn't be. I have always been somebody who wears the athletics medium to right. medium, the tight, the tight sleeves on the polos. I've always been that guy because I could get away with it. But if I get skinny fat, it's all over. Everything I've worked for my entire life is is going to come down crashing. So you've said to me like, "Oh, can you, you carry it well?" You do and all that stuff. Well, I'm I'm heavy, but I'm not as wide as what it's. Well, I don't know. Me and camera and me and pictures are different from me in person, I guess. And there there have been a lot of people who go, "Boy, you're not as fat as you describe." <laughs> Uh, it's hard to buy clothes because they make sh they make clothes for skinny fat. They make clothes for short and fat. They do not make clothes like they always make tall, but the gut's not big enough for me. So it's always this struggle to buy clothes that fit, mm -hmm. even even at the big and talls. Even at the big and even talls. at the big and talls. Yep. And what are we doing? How is this not make, on Shark Tank? They make clothes for NFL offensive linemen. Yeah. And I'm like, I am 37 years old. No. Like, that's who they make clothes for. They make clothes for J.C. Treader mm -hmm. and Kevin Zeitler. They do not make clothes for Kenny Carmen. And I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. I go, there are very few guys who look like this. Mm -hmm. It's tough if you're a drinker. And I am. And we are. This show is pro-drinking. We have been for years. Yeah. Is Double A much of a drinker? Oh. I uh, yeah, I think he's a little more than he blets on. Okay. Yeah. If if you are a drinker, I saw him having some drinks. Uh, what was it? He Thursday was last on the week. Corner. Taylor Swift concert. Mm -hmm. In the parking lot. Yeah. Uh, we haven't heard from Double A after that. But as you get older, they always say meta metabolism slows down. And then I talked to like a he actually tweeted at us today. He was listening about yeah. metabolism going down. And he actually texted me the other day. Then I talked to somebody who says it's not true. Metabolism does not slow down like that. That's not how it works. So I don't know. I'm learning that everything my I think is right. My dad's metabolism is through the roof. Is it? Dude, my dad weighs like 119 pounds. So what's his trick? I don't, I don't know. Is it portions? Is it eat five times a day but small portions He's instead on, of two times a day he is with a on lot of these, He is on these um, pills okay. like to help him retain weight hydroxycut hardcore to retain weight yeah he can't yeah. he wow. can't because he's lost too much he's always been very thin and uh pain now he's painfully thin to the point where it's it just can't be good for him i mean he's mm -hmm. he's so thin he's cold in the summertime like he's wearing jackets like it's bad. Get him some of those protein milkshakes. It's bad. He, he doesn't should, as his, a supplement. He is. He, he should do the slim fast shakes he as a supplement. Like there's. Oh. He doesn't. He. My dad is not. My dad's never had anything remotely close to any of that sort of thing. Yeah. He's never so had. It's not going to happen now. It's always been like growing up. He would have. Yeah. Did you ever have city chicken? Yeah. Which is pork on a stick, yeah. basically. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He'd have the city Just chicken. Had it last week. Uh, he would have like a round steak, which is a roast. Mm -hmm. He'd have a roast, a regular, uh, you know, pot roast, uh, steaks of different kinds, mm -hmm. hamburgers, french fries, um, never really salad, uh, corn he would eat. Um, hot dogs. I've never seen him eat a hot dog, but it, there's not variety in there. There's not much variety well, so in food. So he's not getting the greens. 
No. Sarah was big on the greens. I don't know. I don't know how you how your wives uh when when they're cooking or deciding what food you're gonna oh, eat. Oh, we're a green family because, oh, I make sure. of, because of the wrestlers. I bitch this zero off. season. Dude, my kids eat like a pound of broccoli a piece. Okay, yeah. Night. I mean, I yeah. have we never eaten that I've never eaten so many greens in my life from I when can, I started dating Sarah. No, I complain to Liz all the time. We have to eat a lot of greens. I swear to God, I do. And you would think I wouldn't, yeah. but I do. Well, any any other thing that I, I do worry about keeps you going, keeps you regular, keeps you feeling light. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. The one thing and I feel weird if I don't have it, but it's not something I can explain. It's just it doesn't feel right. The other thing that I worry about as I get older is Losing the density in your bones, and when your bones mm-hmm. start to go, ask anybody with hips, knees, I mean, the, the stuff that you rely on, and then your joints, the stuff that you rely on all the time, they just go to crap. And that is what makes me, I honestly get nervous about that stuff I never would have cared about even five years ago. I think about that all the time. How can I make sure to keep my bones as strong as possible. What kind of a podcast has this turned into? Do you have to have... Uh, yeah. <laughs> We're brought to you by osteoporosis. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have to have milk? Do you have to drink milk? I thought milk was bad for you after a certain age. I've not been drinking a ton. Um, I don't And no. I told you I made the switch to almond milk years ago. And then I mentioned that on the radio, and a bunch of people came out of the woodwork criticizing me for doing almond milk. Really? How about the lack of support I had today for one, for talking to my kid about sex? So I think everybody lack of support. So, so this is this is fascinating to me. I think it's it's I that thought, awkward for it's men. It's that awkward, but I thought we were going to get into a political debate about what's taught in schools, what should be taught in schools, the indoctrinating of the youth, and yet something like this, which is something everybody has to learn about. Like we we saw those school board meetings and we kind of laughed at them because they were entertaining, but we saw for two years straight for political reasons. There was upheaval at every school board meeting in the country yeah. on what they were teaching kids. But the one thing we're not talking about and how to approach it is the one thing that you would think politically would be as toxic as, toxic as it gets, which is birds and the bees for children. I mm-hmm. think everybody is like, yeah, just kind of learn it somehow. What are we going to do? Well, remember, they have to keep you agitated because they have to keep you voting for them. Yeah. Never forget that. Yeah. Oh, they yeah. have to keep you mad. Because they have to keep you voting. Right. Oh, I get that. But, but 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 why isn't this a wedge issue? Why isn't how to teach the kids the birds and the bees something that I'm seeing on Fox News every night? Doesn't it seem like it should be? Um, I mean, I, I think there's different ways of how it might be done. You mm-hmm. know, I, 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 you know, I, I'm sure that if people were to get... You know, I mean, honestly, Anthony, I mean, if people were to get people of diverse backgrounds to teach them, some people might have problems with it. Okay. And, you know, I, I, again, I think that that has to come with time, uh, certain things there. But also, it, I just look at it as, like, there's certain things that I just think are inherently my responsibility yeah. as much as I don't want it to be. And this is one of the things that are. So I, I guess I'm going to have to come home tonight and have a very awkward conversation. I don't want to do I don't want to. I, I don't that, know how I'm going to do it, but I I'm going to do it. I bet you've even put in more thought since we talked about it on the air at 920. It's an hour later now. Have you gotten any closer to coming up? With no. how you're going to approach it, so you've wasted. I don't know what he's going to ask me. An hour. I don't know what he's going to because I'm. Well, I'm thinking about the show, and then I'm thinking about other things. I'm going. What? How is he going to ask me? Where do babies come from? This day is going to. This day is going to go. Where quickly. do babies come from? You're what is be the there right way to say where babies center, come from? And I am nervous that Ken's going to be sitting there with his child, his seven year old, eight year old child, and go. I had all day to think about this, and this is what I have. Nothing. And that's how you teach him. 
<laughs> dad, dad had an He oopsies. asked where the babies come from. He didn't ask how they were made. Oh. Did you ever get the stork thing? Was that but, a thing? We're no. not doing that. I'm not going <laughs> to insult his intelligence. His so, eight-year-old intelligence. You, you say he asked where they come from, not how they're made, but Liz has already told him where they come from. Yeah, or where they're so, held. So he doesn't know that he's asking you how are they made. Mm-hmm. But that's what he's asking you right now. Whether that's that's the intent. That might not be the actual verbiage, but that's the intent is... How are these things getting in there? And you just go, well, there's babies in there. And they you know go, yeah, but how? I'm going to be very technical with him. <laughs> I'm going to be painfully technical with him. Do you know how to be technical? This is going to be the Bob Backlund wrestling match <laughs> of the birds and the bees with Axel. When he wore the shorts in 94? I'm going to say I'm going to look him dead in the eye because we've already come to the agree. Because I, I hate, hate, hate. The snitching thing. I go, son, you're not going to have. Like, when they tell on each other for saying cuss words or something like that, I go, I, if I didn't hear it, it didn't happen. Do not come and waste my or any of our time with that. Okay? So they know it, but I also go, I go, Li, or, uh, Lima. I go, Axel. I talk to the Lima like he's my son. <laughs> I said, a lot of times as man, a man is only as good as the secrets he can keep. And he has to understand that. And he also has to understand that there's certain things that people have to find out for themselves or they have to find out from others and not him. And so I think I'm going to go home tonight and I'm going <laughs> to, if he, if he asks me, I'm going to flat out tell him, I'm going to go, listen, I'm going to tell you, but you cannot tell your friends. It is up to their parents to tell them. You cannot tell them because their parents will be mad at you and be mad at me for telling you. And I'm just going to tell him. I'm just going to come out and tell him. I can't, I want to say the words, but the words are struggling to come out of my mouth right now. (laughs) And I'm sitting in front of you guys, so I don't know how I'm going to say it in front of him. I'm going to have to say it. Good luck. You have a penis. Women have vaginas. And I will take it from there. <laughs> Just put kindergarten cop on I was going to say. Oh, my God. You beat me to it. This is going to be tough. Um, this is going to be difficult. Okay. Is there a chance he forgets to ask you by the end of the day? Hopefully. And then I beg. Then you get another week out of this. Is there a chance good old Owen sends a message through Roblox tonight for him? <laughs> 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 hey, make sure you ask your dad. <laughs> Go create a fake account just to... I mean, it's, seed. you know, it's, it's something, it's something. But as far I as just, technical man, I goes, I don't even know. This is so sad. I was talking to Sarah about this. <laughs> was we were in, uh, for something, we were in the doctor's office uh, not too long ago. And I'm looking at the wall and they've got all the brochures and they've got all the, uh, the signage right. with the uh, visible body parts that a female might have. The plumbing systems. And yeah. I was sitting there at 42. God, I'm 42 now. I, am I 41 old. or 42? You're 42. No, I'm 41. I'm 41. I'm no, you're 42. No, I think I'm 41. I might have been wrong 42. last time. Anyway, I looked at the wall and I go, Sarah, I, I got to be honest. I don't even know what this part does. Can you explain this to me? She knew all the parts. She was very, very impressive. I said, Sarah, I don't know what any of these things do. I was not paying attention. Yeah, but that's I didn't because absorb that knowledge. That's where, you know, and. Kayla told us her mom bought her a book and all that. <laughs> Women have to be educated. 
there's more. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. We use we use our plumbing for one thing only, right? They have a whole yeah. Every month they are reminded about, and it's I'm dealing with teenage daughters right now. Oh my god! And it's, we had to go. I was off the show for a week, right? Because of these problems. Because, well, because Peyton had to go get a catheter done. She's going to have a heart valve replacement soon, Oof. and so we had to go do some like pre-surgery a catheter to kind of get pressures and all that. Well, she's 14, and they had to do, they go, do you need, you got to go do the urinalysis <laughs> for the pregnancy test. And she's like stage frighted, doesn't want to do it. And so then they're like, you have to sign a refusal form for this test. And we're like, seriously? And the guy's like, it's not, you know, we know what it sounds like, but I'm like, I get it. The hospital has to cover themselves, yeah. right? Oh, yeah. Because there's a lot of x-raying and MRI machines and all that, you know, and... But that was a very awkward moment where I'm sitting in the room with her, and I'm like, you're the youngest of the three girls. I've done all this with them before. It's not something that I enjoy doing, but I'm also not going to be the dad that goes, don't talk about that in front of me. You know, like the classic 80s sitcom dad that passes out when the daughter mentions those things that go on in a woman's mm -hmm. life. But it, But it happens, right? And they have to... That's why I think they know so much more about it than us, because they have to upkeep it every month. It's yeah. A, it's a constant reminder. For us, it's only only when, you're, uh, when your brain outthinks everything else. Well, probably not your brain. Outthinks everything else in your body. Well, do you think that's what we're doing, though, in just even this discussion, belaboring it? Ken's getting more and more nervous about what he's going to say. So are, are we glad. all overthinking it right now? Is it really he's not that complex? He's got to be comfortable with certain things, but it's, it's to the point of how comfortable do you want him to be. Again, my, uh, I remember when my dad, I, I told you on air today, I remember when my dad tried to tell me, and it just went horrible. I mean, he got a few minutes into it, and I said, this is embarrassing. Knock it off. I said, we, I, I've... But I think my dad, I don't know why my dad tried to do it when he did it. I, I thought we were just at an understanding that I knew these things. But even with my oldest boy, we started, and there was a point where we giggled about things, right? And I'm like, okay, rein it back in. We got to get serious again. And then it got to the point where I could tell that he was uncomfortable. And I go, we're going to stop here. If you have more questions, come back to me. Mm -hmm. But please don't proceed on with your life without getting these things figured out beforehand. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, might, I might just start with they come from mother, and that's it. And if he has any more questions, I might answer them piece by piece. It might turn into a deposition. Does that make any sense to mm -hmm. you? I'm going to answer what I'm asked. Does that make sense? And yeah. I look at him and I go, it doesn't have to be a one-time deposition. You can ask me anything, and I'll answer that specific question. Does that make any more sense? Because I, I think if I get into vivid detail, I'm going to confuse him pretty quickly. Yeah, I would confuse myself. I told you, <laughs> I said, when I was in second grade, there was a teacher. I remember, I'll, I, I told you guys this on this podcast. There was a teacher that walked by, and I remember looking at her. I'm not going to say who. And I remember I was like, I, in my head, I'm like, I like this, but I don't know what to do with what I, I enjoy seeing here. And I thought he had kind of the same reaction with what he saw when he saw Vic, uh, Virginia Venet <laughs> just the other evening 
watching uh, Happy Gilmore when he asked me to rewind. I was like, no. In the heaven scene? Yeah. The heaven scene. And when, he, when I, he went to his happy place. It was just on for me, too, the yeah. other day. When he, went, when he went to his happy place. When Happy went to his happy place. And so I thought, I go, oh, my God, he, he must have had his... He must have had his light bulb moment there. And now he's asking this to Liz today. And so, all right, well, obviously the train's coming, so we're going to have to talk about this at some point. I, I don't know how we're going to cross this bridge. With Eli, obviously it's going to be a much different conversation. It's not going to be the same. Yeah, I wish I could say I could his, take, I could learn his from... His older brother's going to teach yeah. him. But well, I, I wish I could say I could take from Axel the lessons that I learned from Axel and pass them on to Eli. But because of what you know, with what what Eli deals with, I have to talk with Eli differently. There with Jonah, it will hopefully be the same way, and I'll learn from dealing with Axel and maybe even a little bit with Eli, and we'll see how that goes. So it's going to be it, it, it'll be an interesting conversation. But I think I might just answer what I'm asked, and that'll be it. I I just know as a boy, uh, there's no way to process the information. To do it any other way than giggling and laughing and finding it all hysterical, um, I told I told you guys earlier off the air. There was a certain term that I learned in well, fourth grade in a basketball camp, and that became the summer of that term. And that term yeah. was something that not yeah. only were all of us boys mentioning to each other, we started flat out asking the girls, not even really understanding how that would happen or mm-hmm, how that would right. work, mm-hmm. but we were just like, "Hey, would you do one of these?" And the girls would be like, oh, you guys are so immature. Like, whatever. But that's what it was. It became a total joke for all of us. And then I did get turned in at one point. I think that was in that was in fifth grade. I got turned in. No. Because I commented on something, and I commented on it. Your mouth got you in trouble and, then, huh? And I got in trouble, and I had to be called down to the office, and then I had to stay after school to explain it. And I was like, no, I didn't, I didn't mean anything by it. And I've been doing that same apology for 30 years. Yeah. What? <laughs> that would be a great place to end it. Um, I can't, you know, I, I just, I, I want to be open and honest with him. I don't want to be too much. We te- there's this, there is a little girl that likes him. I know that. And we te- we do tease him about it from time to time. Oh, that um, won't that won't lead to any emotional scarring. Yeah, see, I have an anti-teasing rule in my house. That's oh, you do? My house. Tell yeah. me, tell yeah, me. I just, I just, because of the way that <laughs> I grew up and being so, so afraid of failure with that, you know, I did not want the rejection. I, I couldn't. Interesting. Handle trying to, you know, because. You're a kid, and you're not you're not giving a piece of your heart to somebody, but you're definitely going out on a limb. You're going out of your comfort zone. Something you've never done. Right? Yeah. And so it took a long time for me to get to that. You know, I was probably going into high school before I ever thought about saying anything to to a girl that I might like. That, oh, like, yeah. When my boys, especially, know, when I know a girl likes them, we just ask him like, "Hey, uh, what about this girl?" And then they'll be like, "Yeah, not really into that." And every once in a while, and they have older sisters, so the older sisters are always like, you know, cooties and all that other crap with <laughs> them that kids do with each other, right? And now that they're a little bit, they're all teens except for the youngest one, uh, gets a little more, you know, ribbing with it. But I've always been quick to squash it because I'm like, "Dude, you're not gonna don't drive." that person away from 
you know, approaching something that oh, they might want. Okay. Just because sense. they don't want to hear it from you. Because I do think that's some of the reason that people might, you know, not try. Okay. Well, maybe I'll take it. Take well, you up boy, on that's, that. I know uh, that's a little bit younger than, than one of the phenomenons that seem to be popping up in society, which is the, 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 the boy turns into the guy that is so, is so inundated with screen time yeah. and phones and video games that they don't go out on a limb, that they right. don't branch out, that they don't even want to risk rejection, whether it's, whether it's the female they want or whatever they want, or whether it is the career choice they right. want or trying to join a team of some sort, like they are so turned off by the notion of rejection that they instead become very antisocial right. and sedentary. Like, that is but, scary. But that's just it. That's, it's a lifestyle behavior. And I think for just me specifically, it was like, I think I was so afraid of rejection and failure, even in a business sense that I might have stayed in a career longer than I should have. I think a I'm lot like, of people that happen. I'm like, oh, hey, yeah. well, there's there's comfort and stability, That's so it. I'll just go with it. But I knew I wasn't happy. And that the real that American stuff. dream is yeah. just comfort, dude. That really is me, the American dream. It's so hard. I have my oldest daughter has a four four. She's freaking am, like amazing in school. She works her ass off. She has two jobs right now in the summer. She's just working. She's sixteen. She a knows, four four. Yeah, she's driven. That's she faster than Jacoby Brissett. <laughs> of course, he's a four nine four. But she knows what she wants. But at the same time, like she keeps talking to us about jobs when she like where she should go career wise. Now, what I know she really loves doing is baking. I know she loves it, and baking. But she keeps talking about. She goes, well, I want to be a an RN, and then she's like, well, now I want to be. What's the step above an RM but not a doctor? I forget what it's called. Then she wants to be that. I'm like, well, just be a doctor. You're 16 right now. Just say you want to be a doctor. She's like, yeah, but that's a lot of years. I'm like, the other one's a lot of years, right? Oh, yeah. But what I really, I feel like the bad parent because I'm like, what you really need to do is go to business school and figure out how to run your own business and then start your own little mom and pop shop and do that because I know you'll be happiest with it. And I don't think most parents go that route of like, be a stand-up comic, because I know that's what will make you happier, mm-hmm. instead of be a day trader, you know? Like, be a venture capitalist. Yeah. You know? Huh. But but that's because right now, I probably turned down making... I have an electrical engineering degree, and I've turned down making money with that to do this stuff because i'm happy with it you know but he has done a nice renovation on and his I'm house dude, oh, he that. does yeah. he does and i do my best Pictures to make you miserable shortly yeah, yeah. uh well I, I should probably yeah I'll be, keep I us updated throughout the day way. kenny just text us yeah i want to see how this is going yes. two hours out one hour out 20 minutes out and then oh i went out to the bar maybe you got uh, some drinks tonight Guess we'll wait till tomorrow. Guess we're gonna wait. Well, no, I'm gonna come home, and if he asks, I'm gonna I'm gonna answer. I'm not gonna just pull him aside. I I I, I don't know. Do people still do Twitter Spaces? Maybe put it on. There. I, I should put him on it. Spaces. If you live stream, this would be terrific. I'll just leave the door unlocked tonight, and if he walks in, he walks <laughs> in. No, I'm not gonna do that. Um, you always have to make sure the door is locked, Tone. You you'll know that soon. Um, 
what was I going to say? Oh, do we want to do the thing about the um, about Dame Lillard now, or do you want to do that on the air? Uh, well, because we got two. Th- I do I not want to do the ESPN stuff on the air. Okay, I do not want to do it on the air. We can save the Dame stuff for tomorrow. They're, well, they're, it's just it's a question of does a team owe it to a player to send him to the destination he wants? Yeah, I think it's I think it's a, a fascinating debate um, because I could I could argue either side. I I think I I think they do. I think they do. I think it I think it behooves you. It's good business. He is not. I don't want to give away what I can sell. Not nah, hell with it. We're selling the podcast. I'll tell you right now. I think it behooves you to 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 do your damnedest. Like, according to the report that I just read from Bleach Report, that Dame Lillard's agent is telling people, hey, do not trade for Dame Lillard. You're going to be getting an unhappy player unless you're Miami. Like, basically, he wants – and I go, this is Aaron Rodgers. And by the way, I didn't have a problem with Aaron Rodgers picking his destination. Mm. I think it behooves you as an organization, especially in basketball, to try your best to facilitate the trade that he wants. He's been there for a very long period of time, and I don't think they're all created the same. I think people put way too many generalizations on this. Mm-hmm. Like Dame Lillard is not James Harden. He is not James Harden. What do you mean? Like like James Harden, Houston, Brooklyn, Philly, back to Houston. What are we going to do now? Four how trade many, requests. Yeah, how many are we going to do? Um, you know the 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 whole JJ Redick thing. I don't think every player should be given the opportunity to pick and choose. I think special Hall of Fame players should be given the opportunity. Yeah, not I do so, I don't think so it's I don't not think it's every equal. player has yeah. earned this. Like I remember when JJ Reddick complained where, where did he get traded to? He got traded for, by the Pelicans, right? And he wanted mm-hmm. to go home and they said they'd do their best, and at the end of the day, they traded him. I I wanted to say I got to look it up because they traded him somewhere he did not want to be traded to, so, and he was very upset about that. And I and I thought, tough bleat. Like that's that's part of the job. Yeah. So tomorrow, if Chetty Osmond were still on the Cavs and said, "I've had enough. I want to go to the Warriors," you'd say, "Well, you haven't earned that. You haven't really earned that at all." Yeah. Um. But Dame Lillard, to your point, has earned it. Yes. So what? What is Dame it? Dame Lillard has elevated the status yeah. of the Portland Trailblazers. Well, yes. Has de- has dealt with a lot of stuff. He's put that team on his shoulders. Put that entire organization on his shoulders. He has he has kept that fan base engaged. He has been what looks like a pillar of the community. Remember, they have one professional team there, so he is the guy. He is okay. everything. Okay, he is so all three teams here wrapped up in one. Has Joel Embiid earned that? I think right now he is earning that, especially okay. this year. I don't know if he has yet. Okay. But like say like like what if they go to Joel Embiid? And like you have James Harden who di- who is signing his deal and wants to be traded. And they're going to go, "Listen, I mean, they could keep James Harden technically as long as they possibly can and move him by the trade deadline, right?" What if they have to go to Joel Embiid again and tell him, "Hey, can you can you keep the ship afloat again and deal with all, like when they had to deal with the Ben Simmons stuff, when they had to deal with all the all the other Doc Rivers stuff? Joel Embiid has had to deal with a lot with that team. He finally wins an MVP, and then immediately people basically rip him for winning the MVP. Like Joel Embiid's very upset, and they're going to go to him and ask him there. So if Joel Embiid in three years Goes to them and goes. You know what? It's it's not working here. I, I I think I'd like to go out. 
You're damn right they owe it to uh, Joe. Is, he is, is the process. They owe it to him. Certain amount of years that it takes. Certain amount. I do think that I. I, I I think it changes. All star selections. But the only reason I'm I don't know, I'm, I don't know if there's a. I think it. I think it mixes with. with well, the reason guys. I'm I'm peppering you with these questions is because the one thing that I fans, think you're going to rip me tomorrow, and I got to no, get ready no, for it. No, no, not all. I, I think I might agree with you. Oh, but the one thing that fans have spoken loudly and clearly about is it not that they feel that the player empowerment era is unfair to fan bases. Of those teams. So like Philadelphia fans, they hear you saying that Joel Embiid has the right, maybe has the right as soon as next offseason to demand a trade. But if you're a Philly fan, you've supported him. You wanted him to win MVP. You've gone on the message boards. You've argued with every pundit that wanted anybody else but Joel Embiid to win that award. You've done everything you can. You've paid the prices to go to the games. You have been all about Joel Embiid. He's been the identity of Sixers basketball. It's what you went through the slog of all those tanking years to it's, get. If you're a fan, this is everything you're worried and about. I, and I would look at you and go, "It's it was your job to put a quality team around this player. You failed to do that. Now it's your job to A, facilitate this trade or B, make that player and his agent understand plan B. It's your job. It's not my job. I think we're looking at this completely different. Sports has changed. Sports has changed over these last few years, Mm -hmm. and we have to move with it. And we're looking at this. I I think some of us are looking at this completely completely differently, completely wrong than where we did. I didn't think when LeBron left again, I didn't think there was a chance in hell the Cavs would ever be a seriously competitive team Mm -hmm. in my lifetime. And guess what? I think I'm wrong. I think I'm wrong. I think it's open season. I think if you have the right people and the the right people in place and you have the right opportunity, you can strike. You can strike. Milwaukee showed us. Toronto has showed us. The Cavaliers with LeBron James, I don't know if they can show us because it's LeBron James. But these other teams have showed us. Denver has showed us that you can strike and make it work. Now, I don't know if it's that way in every sport. Maybe it's just that way in the NBA. But I think it's been proven that it's up to you to put a good team around these guys. That's what it's about. And and by the way, if my team can't get them... I'm going to talk and, and make a problem for you until you until I can get guys from your team. So if I'm here in Cleveland and I hear that, hey, other teams are monitoring Giannis' situation with the Milwaukee Bucks, like which mm-hmm. happened over the weekend, that was a real report. Okay. Hey, we're, we're kind of like Milwaukee. We have a very large uh, Greek community. We have a very large uh, ethnic community. Bring them on down. Let's see if we can make a move here. Like, I, I dare to dream. Dare to dream. Isn't that what it's supposed to be about? My my viewpoint has changed as a fan. But it's funny because fans assume that player empowerment means that the small market is not going to get that superstar. What, They're only going to lose that superstar. Okay, but what LeBron James did for me is he released me of that because it happened to me technically twice. Really once. The second time we had won our championship, it was a business transaction in a lot of ways. It was more than that, but if I really wanted to boil it down to the ugliness of it, it was a business transaction, right? But he released me of that. I saw the greatest player to play the game, certainly in this generation, arguably to ever play the game, and certainly in this generation, win my team a championship. We part as friends. 
We part as friends. In my eyes, I am a friend. I see him. I, I enjoy his basketball. I enjoy him. I see him as a friend. I, I'm with you. And I, and, and I look at you. this and I go, I'm ready for the next one. I am ready for the next competition. I want to see what this team can do. And that I was cannot a way to get, sit here and blame these and, players all the time. And that was a way to jumpstart it because had that not have happened, where would we be now? And, and they're We'd not be languishing. They're not all equal. They're by the way, Tone, they're not all equal. For 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 Dame Lillard, there is James Harden and Durant and Kyrie. And they are not the same. Maybe Paul George. I blame by the them. Way. Maybe Paul George. And maybe Paul George. The one by that the way. gets away gets away with signing a deal in Oklahoma City and then wanting out a year later. And, and nobody yes. ever takes it out on because, Paul George because and, he's a nice and, guy. And, and honestly, it might have almost been Kevin Love. Mm. He signed that long extension with the Cavaliers, and then a couple of years later, because he thought he was going to basically do, and I think he was before Paul George, but they were under the understanding. I'm going to get my money, and I'm going to get to the destination I want to go to, mm. and it doesn't work out that way for everybody. Dame Lillard has put an organization on his back. He, I think he deserves it. I don't think it's the same for every player. There is a certain exalted bunch, and I think he is a part of that. I won't make that argument for everybody. I will make it for him, and I think it keeps it interesting. And as a Cavaliers fan, if you guys want to talk Dame Lillard, I'm all ears. I'm all ears to selling Dame Lillard to the Cleveland Cavaliers. I'm interested in doing that. I don't know how it would work. I don't think it's possible. I don't the, actually uh, think it would work in the backcourt and everything like that. But you know what? Let's let's talk about it. I don't care. That would be the end of Darius Garland in Cleveland. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 